Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. So after I did the podcast on rage and anger being like power tools, uh, potentially dangerous, but really useful as well for doing some heavy lifting and such, it got me thinking about tools and utilitarian things and how that can be metaphorical to a lot of the deep inner stuff that goes on in us too. And so along those same lines, another metaphor came to me um, that's similar, but it has to do not with rage and anger and something that typically gets um, negative connotations, but something that is belonging, uh, which typically gets the positive connotations. And I think the metaphor here is that it's like a knife. Uh, so another tool, uh, that's why I said these two are similar, but, um, yeah, I think it's like a knife, not to say that I'm against belonging or I'm going to speak solely on the danger of no, absolutely not. Um, Brene Brown and some other people, uh, have been really kind of bringing the concept of belonging and how much we need it and how important and basic and okay of a need that it is that like everyone has it we it's fundamental to who we are absolutely and so I'm all for that I of course like need belonging myself it's a basic need for me as well but you know that's why I liked the knife metaphor because that helps me illustrate how it is in fact a very important tool. I mean, just like knives are. I mean, it would have had to have been one of the very first tools that was just, you know, found to be so fundamentally needed and useful for survival. I mean, totally linked to surviving. We had knives, blades, things that could help us cut the need to do that. You know, I mean, it was like, how we could eat. Um, you know, maybe not the only way, but I mean, yeah, like taking the knife and using it for ripping down vegetables or making ourselves a house or cutting meat off of an animal, whatever, very linked to survival. (laughs) Same deal, I believe, with belonging. Belonging would have had to have been one of the very first tools, inner tools, emotional tools, um, non-physical tools that we evolved to use and to need and to see its utilitarian function for survival, you know, belonging kept us a part of the group and kept us safe and kept us surviving. And it helped us do great things and do more than we could without it, you know, that more than we could do without the knife. Obviously, it was something that really elevated our possibilities and helped us kind of get more of what we wanted and stay more safe and survival, you know, wasn't as much of a concern. So obviously, this is why belonging is so important too. This is why I'm not at all, you know, saying that belonging isn't just as important and, you know, revered. But at the same time, 
the thing that I think gets a little overlooked, and I'm a big proponent of like 50-50, you know, look at things from both sides, make sure you're not just putting something in a category that's all the way positive without looking at the other side. Um, yeah, blades can also be sharp and blades can also be dangerous. And I think sometimes we don't look at belonging that way. We kind of think, you know, oh yeah, it's safe, it's fine, we use belonging all the time we use this knife all the time I've gotten skilled at it it's no big deal so we don't like stop and recognize and remember that it has danger too or we just kind of overlook it because yeah once you get skillful with something once you have a lot of experience with something you tend to not think about it as much so if you have a lot of experience with the knife you don't sit and fret over its danger all the time um, and the same with belonging. It's like belonging has been such a part of our lives and it's everywhere and we have so much experience with it that we don't necessarily stop and think of it or recognize how sharp and how threatening it actually is or can be or, you know, um, the imminent threat or danger that it creates in our life all the time. Uh, so there's that level, you know, where it's like, I just kind of think we should sometimes recognize that and you know we do to some degree I think that the first thing that pops into anybody's mind is like peer pressure and stuff like that with belonging and how it can be negative or a knife or dangerous you know because you want to belong and people are pressuring you to belong but that's a very aggressive kind of knife work right so it's easier for us to see the danger if somebody's like coming at us aggressively with this knife so we can also like I said like right off the bat see the danger in something aggressive an aggressive form of belonging like peer pressure or something but again um you know and I'm guilty of it myself you kind of think that like you've had experience with that and that was in your teen years and you're no longer you know that subject to the danger of peer pressure anymore and you see it for what it is and you you know are past it or to some degree you know you see that you're you're past it and that aggressive stuff doesn't bother you or you don't live in in fear or concern of it very much anymore you know so again like the metaphor continues to weave through or you know where it's like yeah just like a knife you know if somebody's not aggressively coming at you with it then you kind of just don't think about the danger and here are some of the hidden elements that I just like kind of want to point out too. where, okay, it may not just be that it's dangerous when somebody's coming at you aggressively with it. It may also be that you are excising or cutting out, dissecting parts of yourself without even noticing, you know, as you are trying to carve other things in your life, as you are using this knife for the utilitarian function that it has. Or it could also be that this thing is sharper than you think and you're holding a much more threatening thing and walking around with it, you know, it is sharper than you think because it's being sharpened in all these ways that you don't know. I mean, if you look at a knife today and it looks like the same old familiar knife that you deal with and then somebody sharpened it when you weren't looking, you don't necessarily know the difference because they sharpened it when you weren't looking and you don't visibly see that. It still looks like your same knife, but man, it could be incredibly sharp and do a lot more damage or cut deeper even than you intended to when you go at it to use it for perfectly fine things, you know? Our society 
you know, the way that it functions sharpens the heck out of that knife. It sharpens it daily in ways that are so subtle and so without us noticing, um, like something simple like advertisements, you know, where this concept of belonging or, I mean, think about how powerful the statement, like, everybody's loving this, you know, oh my God, everybody's loving it. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, this, this has so much power because that's that belonging principle that they're tossing out to really catch your attention and sharpening that blade, you know, actually sharpening that knife and making belonging ever more important, ever more powerful, ever more sharp. And of course, like, you know, this is done with malicious intent. Often, you know, when somebody is trying to sell a product, they're trying to make you feel like, well, you know, if everybody else is doing it, you should be too. Of course, or don't want to be left behind. You're missing out. You know, the very concept of the missing out is so attached to belonging. So it can be done like maliciously or manipulatively. But also sometimes it just happens in a way that isn't necessarily intended. Like somebody is just trying to carve what they want in life, you know, with their knife by getting you to buy their product because they would like to share it with you and they would like to be of value and make a living and whatever. And they are also sharpening your knife. Maybe they don't even know that the terms they're using and the way they're putting it is just like sharpening belonging and, you know, making it so sharp, probably too sharp, uh, that belonging is the end all, be all. You have to belong, you know? And so that's one, like I said, thing that I feel like I have to stop and take notice of. Uh, belonging can be sharpened and too heavy, too sharp of a blade. And we can be using our knife in these regular ways that totally make sense, but it's such a sharp blade, we're cutting deeper and we're doing things that are probably too far, too much because we have the sharp blade of belonging. So there's that. And then, you know, to continue that further, it's like, and sometimes we cut out parts of ourselves. Sometimes we're excising and extracting or dissecting ourselves and not even noticing because that freaking blade is so sharp. <laughs> We're just using it, you know, much like the person that was trying to get people to buy their products. We're just using it to carve out the things in our lives to do the functions that are going to get us ahead, that are going to help us survive. We're just using this knife for its utilitarian function. We're being appreciative for this knife because it is so important and it is so useful. Like not denying for a minute that it is so useful, but we're just using our knife, doing the things in our life to uh, you know, make sure that we are carving out what we want. But man, we're cutting or lobbing off parts of ourselves without even noticing because it's such a freaking sharp blade. Um, and my example there is like, okay, think how powerful likability is. Like having people like you. Think of how powerful the statement, you know, they won't like you if. They won't, nobody will like you. Or this person right here won't like you if you do whatever. Or they will think of you negatively, you know, think of how powerful that is. We're not in aggressive peer pressure anymore. They're not intentionally trying to pressure us to do anything, but just that subtle 
element of likability and wanting to be liked. How it almost makes you want to melt and like curl up and die. Uh, it's like the kiss of death to feel like that person didn't like me. I could tell, <laughs> you know, that they were put off by me or um, I'm weird or everybody in this room thinks I'm weird or nobody in this room likes me. That is so tough and that is so linked to belonging. It is coming from belonging, our want to belong. And obviously, there are good reasons for that. I mean, and like I said, 50-50, this blade is useful, right? Belonging is useful because sometimes, yeah, if nobody likes you, well, yeah, that's not going to bode well for your survival. But also, that might mean that there is a problem, you know, absolutely. Uh, We do need that reflective stuff back from other people. But just think of how much power it has. It's also important to stop and remember the power that that blade has how freaking sharp it is just be aware of it like you know notice the other side stand in reverence and respect of the fact that this is a freaking sharp blade i mean how powerful and how much does it make you shudder to like think um you know this person doesn't like me that i'm standing here in front of like that makes for a really tight situation you don't it's like you can't even take it and How much of yourself do you lob off without even noticing in order to um, smooth that over? You know, it's like if I say this, this person isn't going to like me. Or if I say this, it's going to make that person angry. Or if I do this, I'm going to look weird. I'm going to seem weird. Everybody in this room is going to be like, what? Uh, You know, and at odds with me or just confused about me, you know, and even just confusion (laughs) about me or what I'm doing is just like too much for me. And so I cannot handle it. I cannot, you know, I'm going to shift. I'm not going to say that, even though that's what I'm feeling, or I'm not going to do that, even though that's what I love to do at home, or I'm not going to, you know, whatever. There's like parts of ourselves that we absolutely cut off. And some are just hidden. I mean, those are, yeah, I'm pointing to like easy examples that happen in everybody's everyday, but some are hidden ways that we cut Uh, parts of ourselves off, like hidden to ourselves even. But if we were like just deeply kind of brutally honest with ourselves, we would see like, oh my God, there's actually a lot that I modify in my speech, in my person. And, you know, even just like, I don't even let my closest family members know how much I need them because I don't want them to think I'm needy or feel burdened by me. Um, Or I don't even sit and cry and lose it all over the couch um, when I feel like doing that because I don't want to um, have the people that live in my house with me, my closest people, to feel burdened or heavy by that or, or to be confused about me or to be turned off or to run away from me or, you know, any of those things. It's like, whoa, there's a lot of cutting that we do, a lot of excising um, that we do of us even in close personal environments, not just public, socially acceptable places, but everywhere. Or like, I don't even let myself 
have that feeling because I've already judged it before I even let it loose. You know, I tell my, I'm, I don't get angry. I'm not angry. I never do. You know, just because I've already decided that I won't belong or it won't be okay or that's a feeling that's unacceptable and, you know, whatever. So there's all kinds of ways that this like belonging blade is so freaking sharp. Here are some other things that kind of came up, like think of how powerful and how much pressure there is in just a very simple, inconsequential situation like going to an ice cream parlor with some other people. You're not in the mood for ice cream. You're totally full from eating something else, but everybody's having ice cream. And so it's just a pressure-filled situation over something very inconsequential. You know, like, does it really matter if you have ice cream or not? No. Does it really, you know, have an impactful sort of effect on your relationship with those people, whether you do or not? No. But it still feels like so much pressure and power, even subtle, you know, because they're sitting there eating ice cream and hey, they might even put some pressure on you. Like here, try mine or you want some of this or get yourself one or, you know, I can't believe you're not going to have any. And, um, you know, all of that because they're wanting belonging. Everybody's sharpening that blade collectively. And, you know, you're like, oh, it just feels like I'm not having as much fun as I could be if I'm not having ice cream. It doesn't feel like I'm having as much fun as I could be if I were eating the ice cream. So I guess I'll go ahead again, belonging, you know, because belonging (laughs) does create a really great feeling. I mean, absolutely. So there, you know, it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, you see how powerful it is. You know, that's all. I'm just saying, you see how freaking sharp that blade is. It's really powerful. And that's a great thing, a beautiful thing, but oh my gosh, like it, you know, you know, You've got to have some respect for something that powerful. You have to realize that it can harm too. And that it might be chopping parts of you off. Is it? Check. You know, how much is going out of your notice? But yeah, so, and that's where I was making the point about the ice cream parlor. Because it's like, all right, even in this really inconsequential way, it's hard to not belong. It's hard to be like, I'm not going to have ice cream. You know, it's just hard on all different levels that, and it shouldn't be because it's so simple, you know, and it's even harder when there is something of great consequence. Like you're going to actually have to, um, not belong and say, I don't believe the same as you, you know, and stand up for that or say, I don't accept this situation that's happening and I'm going to actually have to confront you or I'm going to have to make you angry. Like there are so much, so many other situations where it carries so much more weight. And of course, those are even harder. So then, you know, thinking of just the ice cream parlor and realizing how tough that is, it's like, oh my God, it's much more difficult in these other situations. I mean, maybe you feel like, no, it's not as difficult in those situations because that's when you really stand up for your beliefs and it's actually harder when it's like something small and there's no good reason for you to say no to the ice cream. Okay, I mean, I can understand that side of it too, but I definitely, either way, like, The belonging has the power because it really feels strong. You know, the pressure feels strong no matter when it's happening. I mean, belonging is a very useful tool, but we just don't see the other side of it sometimes because, you know, it's like it defends itself. This is like some self-sharpening blade in a sense because you have to want to belong to belong. (laughs) 
because <laughs> everybody who wants to belong belongs, you know, and you have to defend belonging to belong, you know, because we all stand by this belonging and it's this group endeavor. So that's why I said it's almost like a self-sharpening blade and other people are sharpening it. Society is sharpening it. And they're sometimes not even meaning to do it maliciously. It's just like, well, I want to belong by eating the ice cream. And so I'm going to get you to belong because I want you to belong too. And, you know, so it just like sharpens itself. You have to defend belonging and stand by belonging in order to belong to the group that all wants to belong because we all have this basic need to belong you know and it just starts spinning in a circle and so yeah that's why I said it gets so sticky but I am not speaking against belonging because it is so beautiful it's so important it's a basic human need at this point it's a tool just like knives if we got rid of knives I mean that's why I picked a knife because if we got rid of them we'd be screwed I mean if and I'm not just saying knives but any blade that cuts you know um, we would not be able to function we would be at a major loss it is a basic human need at this point we have evolved with it it was one of the first tools and we need it so of course I'm not for a moment saying that we don't or not for a moment saying that it's not beautiful important useful miraculous like ah inspiring all these things absolutely but I am just saying sometimes we get too attached to this tool and we're not even willing to put it down like ever or see that we're holding a tool just like brought it in as like part of our identity you know and we can't let the knife down because we're just so compulsively sure that we need this knife at all times you know that we need it to do everything and that you know it's the only way we can do anything is that we, we just have to have this knife like we have to have the belonging we won't be able to function without the belonging we need it for everything we won't survive and that it is just us like that it's just us that you know, this is our arm. <laughs> this is the arm with a knife on it. Like we can't even function or do anything without this knife because it is so useful. I get it. I get why we very often have it in our hand and we, because we're doing great things with it. We are carving our life with it. And it is so useful, just like belonging that, yeah, it may be like we don't even remember or it feels odd to like not have it, okay? Absolutely, because we're so used to having it in our hand. But we can't just impulsively think that we need it all the time just because it's so useful. And we can't just like clutch onto it and never give it up, you know? Like I said, almost like an impulse, kind of like anxiety, fear, like, no, 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 I have to hold this at all time. This belonging, this knife, like I just need it. Because that just becomes like an insecurity. You can let it down. You can let it down. It is a tool and it is useful and it is great. And it may feel weird to be without it, but some things you need your hands free to do. Sometimes you got to let it down. You could do some things better without it. Absolutely. And it's the same with belonging. Like we almost don't believe that we can be without it, but you can do some things better without it. There are jobs like lifting a boulder, <laughs> heavy lifting of a boulder that like, sorry, but you can't do that well with a knife. Put it down. Get your hand free. Put the knife down. You can lift the boulder better. You know, you don't need to belong for some of these things. There are some things like becoming your own best friend, treating yourself like you cherish yourself and, you know, really 
some heavy lifting in your inner world that like, frankly, you can kind of do better without that knife because you know, you, you need your hand free to like lift the rock, to lift the boulder, you know, to do the thing that has to do with you. Um, you can gain trust with yourself, become your own best friend better without the belonging. You can hear your own voice better without the belonging, put it down out of your hand. Um, you don't always have to have the knife. There are absolutely some things that are better done without a knife in your hand. Just like there are some things that are better done without using belonging as your major tool. And, you know, I mean, that's really all. That's really all. It's like we don't realize how sharp the knife can be. And we don't realize that we might be cutting parts of ourselves out. And we also just don't realize how unwilling we are to let it down in silly times. You know, like, why aren't you willing to put the knife down to pick up that boulder? You actually need both hands. You know, that was kind of ridiculous. And like, why would you try to grip the boulder with like your fist all bundled around this knife? We just don't realize um, the power and the reliance that we have on this knife. We should realize it in a positive way and like give it respect and attention that it deserves. We also have to um, let it go sometimes and give it the attention and respect it deserves in the dangerous category or potentially unneeded uh, category too. Like it is still just a thing, a tool, albeit a great one, but it is still just a tool. And I just, you know, when I ask myself or look at other people too, and just like really truthfully, really truthfully, like how willing am I not to belong? How willing? The basic question, like, am I willing to not belong? Yeah, because sometimes it's just unavoidable and I don't belong. Um, and I think most of us would answer like that. But like, how willing? How willing? To what extent? How often? To what degree of not belonging? Uh, how long am I willing to take it, you know? Um, because I think that's important too. It might indicate that we're just like fixated or, you know, accidentally cutting parts of ourselves out if we are really not that willing to not belong. You know, it's like, how willing am I not to belong? Well, only if I have to, only if it is just forced upon me. Ooh, yikes. Like, how willing am I to not belong? Is it like, I'm pretty willing, I'm not afraid to be without my knife. I feel capable even without it. And I, you know, can come up with creative solutions. Like I'm capable without belonging. I feel okay. I am not ruled by it or in a state of fear or, you know, not seeing the other side. I've got the 50-50. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye on both and like I'm okay to not belong. I'm willing to, especially because some jobs like being with myself, knowing myself, whatever, require that I let it down and um, I can do those better without it. And so I'm pretty good to not belong. I'm, I'm solid about it. I'm not going to betray myself um, just to belong or to be liked. Uh, but a lot of us do. A lot of us do. Even adults in small ways, if you're being honest, not just the real big basic ways where you act totally fake, the small ways that you would barely notice where it's like, ooh, I do kind of betray what I want because I really wanted X, Y, or Z. I wanted to cry on that couch, <laughs> but I didn't want anybody to think I was weird or think I was a mess or to, you know, think I'm a head case or I didn't want them to feel like I was needy or burdened or I didn't want them to be scared that I was losing my mind, you know. And so, you know, I 
was too worried about the belonging part. And so I didn't let myself cry on the couch uh, or whatever, whatever the case may be, even if the couch is at your own house and it's not even a matter of social appropriateness. Um, there's still so many ways that we do betray ourselves for likability because it just feels too crappy. And like I said before, belonging does feel great. There is a great feeling associated with it, but are we trading in? Because I mean, having a knife does feel great too. It makes you feel secure and um, powerful and capable and, you know, all those things. That's what belonging makes you feel secure, powerful, capable. But are we willing to trade anything and everything for that one feeling? Uh, Then we might be really missing out. We might really be too dependent. You know, there might be ways that this has gone too far. You know, Uh, are we willing to trade just about anything for that feeling of belonging? Are we willing to even trade loving ourselves, liking ourselves, being sweet and kind and loving and cherishing to ourselves for the belonging? And, you know, I just think it's worth asking. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.